With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Yeah, come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Thank you, Boston, for my life. Back with another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. I am Joseph Pavone alongside Sean Ducha, Joel Pavone. We got Tatum in the lab with the Celtics legend. We got Tatum talking about becoming one of the Celtics' Mount Rushmore, all right? But he knows what he needs to do in order to get in that conversation. As, of course, win a championship. But is this the kind of offseason that we've been looking for? Is this the offseason where we look to see if Tatum's going to take things to that type of level that we've never seen before? I don't know, guys. I want to know what you guys think, though. The College Street Podcast, again, I am Joseph Pavone. We also got uh, Joel's In Case You Missed It. We'll take our trip around the NBA. And whatever else these two clowns want to talk about. Because it is off season. We're still we're still deep in the off season, even though it's a uh, September. I still feel like we're so far from Celtics basketball that you know we're still in that speculation phase, and a lot of that has to do, in my opinion, with what we're seeing from Jason Tatum. Not only is Jason Tatum getting in the lab with with, with, with Paul Pierce, with a legend, but he's also he's also in the lab with his teammate and Jalen Brown. We've never seen this before, guys. Is this something significant, though? Is this something that we think? will translate into a championship. How are you two feeling about this? Well, I feel like compared to a year ago when we saw him, <laughs> we saw Tatum, uh, I don't know, partying it up after the, the loss in the finals. And we saw a Jalen that was more, you know, training and, but then versus Tatum. But this, but a year later, um, we see, we see, I think a more serious Tatum. I mean, I think he's still, still enjoying his summer, obviously, you know, he's still, he's still a young guy and he's, Having a good times with his, with, with hanging out with his son and to see him not just end the, end the lab with his trainer, uh, who, who he also shares with, uh, Joel Embiid, but to see him in the lab with, with, uh, a Celtics legend and it's more like, it's about time, right? You know, Paul Pierce has been on record in the past saying that like, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to feel like he's stepping on anybody's toes when he come, when he comes to, to talk to current Celtics players or this current Celtics roster and, and and he's even tried to like to convince like KG to come you know more often to to you know share knowledge and and, and wisdom, but to actually see it firsthand the uh, the the workouts and, and and obviously the training. I mean, I think that speaks that speaks volumes, especially because Marcus Smart is not no no longer here. So I guess that plays more to you know Steven saying that 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 Tatum and Brown are going to need to step up even more so with the leadership. And I think it's a, it's a good it's a good step in that direction. I I think that the workout with Paul Pierce is I think there's other things that come with that about Tatum being invested in the Celtic, which I've believed firmly for a while. 
I think it dispels a little bit of those rumors that have been out there. But, like, I think the biggest thing that we're looking at is the fact that Jalen Brown is now invested in being a Celtic for a very long time, which he got got the contract, working out with Tatum. Like, so I said, it's, it shouldn't be shocking to us to see these guys working out together. But it sort of is. Like, it's yeah. sort of like... Because it feels like it's the first level. time we're actually seeing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Which, which is... Which is which is great, and I think that you know maybe this I don't I don't I don't know about the team roster I don't know about the team's roster and I don't know about I, I have a lot of question marks like we said last episode about the roster and the construction and who we lost and who we bring back and the injury concerns and all that stuff. But if the Celtics are going to be anything that we think they're going to be this year, it's Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown playing at a super high level. So like. Seeing them work out together and seeing them do things that, at least in the public eye, we haven't seen them do before, I think is a great sign for this other team this year. I don't. Yeah, no question. Yeah, I mean, look to, to me, and I'm with you, Sean. I mean, this is the first year, or I should say, this is one of those years where you go into the season thinking, like, is this a championship roster where you're not quite sure, but you're gonna wait and see, and if it happens, you wouldn't be so shocked. But I'm with you. You're right. not like completely sold on it. However. You look at the starting five, you look at the, the, the projected starting five, top six, top seven players, and you'd be hard-pressed to find a better top five, top six, top seven in the Eastern Conference, right? Especially when you're thinking about yep. Stephen Brown. Like, yep. which other team has two emerging authors like that? And I do say emerging because I still believe there's another level for these guys to reach. I mean, that's sort of the biggest reason why they're the favorites to win the championship, right? That's why, you know, you look at the rest of the Eastern Conference, and you're like, oh, well, yeah, something's just still a favorite, but you're not quite... You know, you don't feel it in your gut that this is a championship team. But stuff like this helps. Like, stuff like this goes a long way, if you ask me, especially because you're talking about the two best players. And you're talking about guys who, again, they have another level. They're, they're, they're not, you know, in their 30s, right? They're, they're still young. And you're waiting for them to make that significant leap and, and, and not only get back to the NBA Finals, but actually having a chance to win it all. So. And and not to, not to say too much about, like, the Celtics, uh, like – franchise and what that means and all that stuff. But like, you know, like, you know, if you're going to go a little bit above and beyond of what your amazing talents are, like, it doesn't hurt to just be like, yo, we're going to do this for the Celtics. Like this is the winningest franchise in the history. Like that's a nice little extra motivator for, for talent, like talented superstars to, to live up to. Like, Yo, if you're in Milwaukee right now, like, yo, we, uh, uh, baby, I don't know, whatever. If you're in. No, no, that's a great point. I was going to bring that up. That's so funny you say that. I'm thinking about what Giannis is saying, right? I'm thinking about how the situation in Miami looks. I'm thinking about what the situation in Philly looks like, right? I I mean, if you're Boston, you got to look around and say, man, we don't have a whole lot of dysfunction here. Like, we're, we're poised to not only make another deep playoff run, but we, should definitely be the favorites to win to win the East. Right? It feels like it feels like there's dysfunction only because of the Marcus Smart move. Because what's that going to mean for the team? Yeah, but it's not the same kind of dysfunction. But it's yeah, not, no, no, yeah, exactly, not the same kind. Not yeah. the same, not the same kind. I think no. I think I think I think we there was there's no there's no reason to expect that the 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 Celtics or at least Jalen Brown and and Jason Tatum are not going to take it up a level. I don't think that's. No one's questioning that. I think it's more so their leadership, like, you know, trickling down from the top, right? They're right now, they are the two longest tenured Celtics players right now on this, on this roster, right? So, damn. So you have to look at it from the standpoint that like, all right, they're setting the example. They're out and they're, they're in the lab already. They've been in the lab all summer. They're, they're going to take their leadership role more serious this year than they ever have. And, and like you said, uh, Sean, like being the longest tenured Celtic, and bringing in a, a, a Celtic legend, Paul Pierce has always made himself available. He's always said that, like, "Yo, like, give me a call. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I'm happy to to share anything you need that you that you need." And like, I'm not gonna overstep here, but yeah, yeah, but, gonna... but no, but Tatum, Tatum finally <laughs> took it. Tatum finally took advantage, and that's like the, right. that's the first that's the first step into into showing that he can be the leader that everybody wants him to be. Essentially, it's not gonna be, you know. I know we're gonna talk about it. Uh, Throughout this episode, but he, he's had he's had quotes in the past saying like I'm not a rah rah guy like that's not my that's not my but I'm going to lead the way I want to lead and right. I think that's a good way to to start leading. 
Right. This is exactly this is exactly what he told Jeff Goodman in that, in that interview, right? The same interview where he talked about you know wanting to become uh, you know one of the members of the Celtics, Mount Rushmore, one of the greatest of all time, knowing that it's going to take for him to, to win a championship to even be entered into that conversation. But I just love the fact that he's talking about the Celtics' legacy, right? He's not saying I need to go out and get a championship. He's not saying I need to go out and fulfill my legacy. You know what I mean? Like, look at what someone like Giannis is saying. Like, look, four years ago, what was the what was the quote that stood out most from Giannis? Right? Oh, some people they see a they see a wall, and you know they want to look for an easy way. They want to go and join a, a, another team with a perennial all star. I see a wall. I want to go right through it. I love that from Giannis. And he did it right. Wins the championship, beats Phoenix, shows everyone that he can do it. But then now he's questioning the head coach, right? Situation. Adrian Griffin's coming in his first year. Giannis saying that he doesn't want to sign. This 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 uh, most recent podcast, he's saying, look, if I have a situation to win another trophy, I'm going to take it if it's not in Milwaukee. And I'm like, Giannis, what the fuck? Three years ago, you would never say that. <laughs> and, and, and a few months ago, he considered the season not a failure, right? When yeah, they got knocked down the first round, oh, which one is <laughs> so, it? he's all over the place right now. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, let me let me let me let me fill in the blanks for you, Yana. Let me fill in the blanks. Let me fill in the blanks. You never, in your wildest of dreams, pictured the Milwaukee Bucks being a first round knockout, right? So that was the first shock factor, right? That was the thing that put you over the edge. But then also, right? Oh, they didn't bring back your coach. They didn't bring back Budenholzer. Oh, oh, boo hoo! Come on, man. You know that's not what it is, Giannis. It's the roster, man. You've You've been so hell bent on keeping the supporting cast and keeping everyone Middle active tip. and Middle knowing tip. that you can just run it back over and over again. You'll eventually get back to the finals. And guess what? It's not working. Okay. The Boston Celtics became a better team. Philadelphia 76ers were a better team last year. The Miami Heat were a better team. And it wasn't just because of the all, quote unquote all star pieces, right? It was the supporting cast. It was the unsigned free agents like, you know, uh, Khalid Martin. And, and uh, what's the what's the point guard from Miami? The other Vincent, guy, Vincent, um, Vincent, uh, Gabe Vincent, right? It was those other guys. The Milwaukee Bucks never answered those questions. And now going into this season, I know y'all looking at Boston being like, they got fucking Porzingis. He's like, man, like you know what I mean? Like I, I can't help but 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 think or or assume that he's scared. He's scared. No, no, no. It's all, it's all the Eastern Conference looks like. And he's trying to say. Oh no no! I'm putting all the pressure on this coach situation. I didn't ask for this guy to get fired. You know, you you, you guys are making me trust Adrian Griffin. Well, I'm not quite sure. Mm, Giannis, I don't think it has to do with the coach. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Button Holzer could come in here this season and, and bring you guys to the Eastern Conference Finals. Wait wait hold on, but you, but, well, hold on. But you don't you don't think you don't think his brothers you don't think uh, his, all, his both of his brothers being signed is that's not going to put him over the top sway? Are you is that what you're telling me? <laughs> nah man, the Jake Crowder. No, Giannis Giannis wanted all his boys to come back to the squad. He didn't realize that his boys that. They ain't that good. You know what I mean? It wasn't, it's not, you know, you, you could, you could have that same team intact for two, three years, but sooner or later, man, you gotta shake things up. You Y'all gotta get be like better. That. You gotta get better. And you know what? I think, I think Giannis looked at it like, yo, if we get Middleton and Holiday, we're gonna, we're gonna win championships here. And then Middleton basically has no legs anymore and Holiday's just getting older every single year. Like he's not young anymore. Like, Middle, Holiday's probably got like two more legitimate. I mean, don't get me wrong; he's still he's still a beast. But you're right; it's another year. It's you know you you got to fill in the, the 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 pieces. I get it. no, I get it. Yeah, but yo, Drew Drew Holiday was a, a thorn in the side of fucking Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, bro. That's how yeah. that's how old this guy is. Like comparatively to the people in the NBA right now, he's he's getting to Chris Paul status very quickly. Like he's he's getting up there. Like that's gonna be. Drew Holiday in a minute, but I I also disagree. I think that I think that I would be pissed if I was fucking uh, Giannis about the coaching decisions at Milwaukee because there's plenty of coaches that have won that have been that that have won that have championship pedigrees that have been, that are out there. And if you believe in the Milwaukee Bucks and like the way they're built as not a young franchise as a contending franchise. Why are you bringing a rookie head coach into this? Like, I would be a little bit pissed about that. Like, bring somebody in who has been in the playoffs before that understands how to how to manage a rotation, how to just do those things in the playoffs that you know rookie coaches struggle with. It's like making making those uh, um, changes at halftime, making those lineup changes, understanding what has to be done when it needs to be done. Adjustment. You mean like Joe, like Joe Missoula's first season? 
Okay. Like Joe Mazzula sucked <laughs> at doing all that. He made first season before that. Nah, he made was a little. He was better equipped, if you ask me. No, but, but no, remember, I mean, like for half a se- for half a season, there, everyone was like, "Yo, this team looks like a 500 team." No, but anyways. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is like Giannis already won a championship. This team right. hasn't won a championship yet. So you're going from a guy that's won a championship with you, and I know Budenholzer wasn't the answer in, in in Milwaukee, which is fine. But bring in bring in the. Uh, proverbial uh phil jackson to the lakers like bring the pat riley to the knicks like bring yeah. someone in there that can coach the fucking bring bring doc in you think you would have been pissed if doc got the co- got the job there no he would have been thrilled man like yeah, that's, yeah that's but i just that. can't i'm just i'm just so surprised that Giannis is talking about like like chasing championships like when, since when has that been in his vocabulary like if i have a better chance to win the larry o'brien trophy somewhere else i'm gonna take it it's like that's Jalen Brown re-signing and all intents and purposes, Tatum re-signing. And he mm. sees that, that as the future. Him. Yeah. But you know, that's but you know, future. but you know who should be talking like that? Like you or, or, or I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if those, those words were coming out of their mouths is Joel Embiid. Like Joel Embiid has been pretty quiet, right? Yeah. He hasn't won a championship at all. And like all these changes, like year after year, whether it's the coach or whether it's the, the, your, your roster, and does he feel like at any point right now, at least, is he any closer to, to, to that, to the Larry O'Brien trophy? Like, I can understand if it was coming from him, but, you know, on the Kumpo, that's, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, I, but then, I mean, but then you, but then you, you, you pivot to the Celtics, right? You pivot to what Tatum is saying right now. He's not saying I want to go out and win a championship and finally solidify my legacy. He's like, no, man, I'm trying to do this for the city. I'm trying to do this for Boston. And I love that from Tatum. Uh, this is the first time I've ever seen him, you know, talking this way about the Celtics legacy and about being, you know, having his name etched into and being one of the, you know, revered as one of the greatest sons of all time. Talking about Bill Russell, talking about, you know, Paul Pierce, Larry Bird. He wants to join those names. I mean, obviously you win a championship, you, you crack the conversation, but for him to say that at this point, I love that. And I can't, I can't help but wonder if that's something that has been discussed with Paul. If that's, if that's a, a direct influence. And if it's not, I, I still think Paul has an influence on his on, on Tatum one way or another. Whether it's just knowing what that's like when the city is, is waiting for you to sort of claim your crown, you know what I mean? Like as Paul was going through in 07, 08, you know, or just that constant criticism of like questioning Tatum. Are you the one? Are you are you do you have enough heart? Paul went through that for so many years in Boston before KG and Ray Allen came along, right? Like we all remember that. So I love that. I love that this wasn't just a uh you know, they worked out for a weekend. They've been doing this on and off for about a month now. And you look at Tatum's stories, man, you see Paul in it, you know, every other week, or you see one of his trainers, or you see his photographer, you know, posting Pierce and, and, and Tatum together, man. Like, that's just, that's only going to do, that's only going to do good things for, for, for Tatum. Man. And I think we're already seeing it. Or the flip yeah. side, or the flip side too, that I bet you Pierce is probably in his ear saying like, yo, the city is, is there behind you. Like they're, they're, it's, you just have to go and take it. And you know, yeah. so. He's the most popular athlete in Boston, I would say. You also, agree with easy, that, Sean? Easy, easy, easy. Right? The most popular athlete in Boston. Easy. Every, everyone's rooting for him. Everyone's rooting for him, and I think also too, like, there's a lot to be said. I, I know. So, in managing people, like top performers need stretch targets, bro. Like, if you're trying to have a stretch target to be the best. What better place to be than to look it up all the rafters and, and look at all the championships in Boston and be like, hey, like you can be the best player in the NBA right now when LeBron's gone and when, 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 you know, Giannis is getting older and you, you gotta, but like, could you win more than Larry Bird? Could you win more than, more than Pearson Garnett? Could you win more than John Havacek and Bill Russell? Like, could you win more than Tommy Harrison? I don't know. Can you? That's what's been done in this franchise. And if you are looking for a legit motivator to keep you to be the best, like, this is the place to do it. So, like, I, I, I love that. And also, too, like, we know Tatum is a Kobe guy, right? And uh, and who who's the most competitive dude that Kobe said he played against time and time again is Paul Pierce. Paul like, Pierce. Paul Pierce, he's the most Battle. competitive, the competitive, most competitive dude that Kobe – Actually had respect for and all that stuff. So like, yeah, yeah, man. yeah you're right. Who, who, who else could like talk about like the battles that he's had with Kobe more than yep. Paul Pierce? Yeah, more yeah. than Paul Pierce. 
There's, there's no one else. Like, Chris Webber got owned. Like, Tim Duncan. Thoughts are down the greats, man. He took down the greatest players of his era, if you if you really think about it. And Kobe and, and LeBron James. I mean, it was a young LeBron, but yep. obviously we all know who he, who he became. You know, throughout the NBA, and, and it was it was it was Paul that had to go through those battles in order for him to get that title. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, there was, there was at no point, at no point with, between the battle between LeBron and and Pierce, where Pierce was a favorite. Never, Pierce was always the underdog in those battles against against LeBron, against Kobe. You know, for the most part, like all the battles of of, of the greats. You know, even an up and coming fucking Dwayne Wade, he wasn't favored against you know Paul Pierce. He, he, yeah. he had to, he had to, he had to keep proving him, proving that, uh, or, or reminding people, I should say, that yo, I'm I'm a beast, and I can pass on this knowledge to the next Alan core Iverson. of Celtics, Celtics generation. Fuck it, yeah, he beat Allen Iverson. Yeah, anybody in that genre that's looked fun to be right after he won the East. Came back against against the Celtics and and, and Paul gave him a forty a forty got him a forty six piece forty six piece yo he's yeah. like he's like extra hey, spicy listen I I I really enjoyed your fifty piece against the fucking against the fucking seventy uh, sixers but like like yo like let me tell you about AI bro when I played against AI in that series bro like you know like there's there's so many relatable things to like get with Paul Pierce and I know that he's got uh. A little bit of a reputation of whatever he's got going on right now, which is fine because he's retired. He should be living it up, like fine. Yeah, leave him All alone, right. everybody. Leave Paul alone. But he's still willing. Yeah, he's still willing to fucking work with the this 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 crop right now of of stars. Right, right. And you know what? You know what, Joel? He's still he's still in the gym putting putting in work. All right, really? all right. You guys, you guys can call him a degenerate if you want. Gambling, drinking, you know, screaming, acting acting reckless, Paul. But he's still in the gym putting in that work. I would, I would never. I would never sway. No. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. Um, he's, yeah. Put, he's putting in the work. He's putting in the work, and he's got the street cred, bro. He's ha- he no. has more street cred than anybody else is trying to help young people. You don't see, yo, know, like, could you imagine if if you saw like a report of like, oh, Tatum's work with Vince Carter? It'd be like, ooh, I don't know about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's like it's like, like really. Tatum Tatum's working with Tracy McGrady. Oh, I don't really know if I like that too much, man. But like Tatum, no, like, no knock, no knock to those dudes. But yeah, you're right. Like the the person that he should be working it's a different, with. Paul Pierce on a different level than those dudes, man. Yeah. Like he's got that feet work. Easily. You know, he got that feet work. Easily. Yeah, and, and and you know, you know, he's bringing that 2008 workout sesh to him every single time. He's not bringing that 2004 workout sesh. Where he's got Antoine Walker hanging around. No, he's bringing that. Hey, this is how I won a championship. This is what I did to win a championship, motherfucker. So stay up. You know no, what I no, mean? No. This is what this is what KG had us all doing. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. He's working with KG. No, like, if there's yeah. any reports or any you know video out there of KG working with Robert Williams, now that's some, that'd be some. Now shit we right talking. Now, now we talking. <laughs> So it's a big year from Rob, man, for sure. For Yo, if Robert Williams went through one KG workout, he'd be injured for the rest of his career. That's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, I'm just happy. I'm just happy we got footage of of, of Rob in a uh, in a gym in like June, July. Like that's that's unheard of. But he's usually on ice, yeah, man. Rob, he's usually on ice. He's waiting until September to be like, I think I need surgery, guys. <laughs> <laughs> No, I hate to be uh, <laughs> the bearer of bad news, but uh, I think I might need some surgery, guys. I'm sorry I waited until uh, the end of summer. But, uh, tell you guys. I'm going to miss the first three months of the season. So <laughs> This knee's been bothering me for like seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking drafted him, and I remember I remember all the reports was like, yeah, he's really good, but his knees, you know? <laughs> Yeah, we've been we've been having seven years of conversations about his knees, bro. It's just insane. We'll see if those knees translate in the NBA. No, I just I just remember that 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 media day. It's like, so why now? Why are you having surgery now? And he's like, he's like, oh no, you know, during my workouts and shit, you know, I was kind of feeling some, you know, some discomfort. And it's like, so you, so you're telling me you just started working out like weeks, like two two weeks or so before training camp? All right, yeah. gotcha. All right, cool. That's what's up. You didn't step into a gym. Nice. That makes sense why you didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The NBA Finals ended in June, but okay. Okay. Right. Hey, how was Louisiana though? <laughs> well, they got that bomb chicken, you know. All right. Well, 
still plenty of time between now and training camp. So, uh, obviously we'll, uh, we'll get the layers on Rob <laughs> at that point, I guess. But I just, uh, I just think it's worth mentioning, man, with Tatum, Tatum's doing right now. I just, um, I want to see what it looks like when he has, actually has a chip on his shoulder, right? Like, like you guys said it perfectly, man. We never got that sense that he was down about the NBA finals loss when he was, Taking pictures and all white and Draymond Green's wedding, be like, oh yeah, we lost in the finals, but yo, congrats, bro. These guys are my friends. Just like, yo, is that cheers? Did that loss, did that loss really bother you? And then you know they they give you the talk, sir. You know, they give you lip service, which you think that you, which you're supposed to say, you know, yeah, we're really mad about what happened last year. We want to build off of that. Like, we we believe that for like two weeks into the regular season before we realize, wait a minute. You guys were just happy to show up at the dance. Like, you guys were just like, man. But we made you know, it. <laughs> we, we made the first, you know, we, we took that first leap, and the rest is inevitable. And, of course, they found out last year that that wasn't the case, right? It was, all of a sudden, they found themselves down 3-0 in the Interconference Finals, and it was too little too late when it came down to Game 7. So, like, to fucking Caleb you, Martin, yes. You hope that you see a different Tatum in his demeanor, you know? But, again, like he said, he's not going to be KG. I'm not gonna scream and yell and get in people's faces, but whatever his version of that is, and whatever his version of uh, of carrying that chip on his shoulder is, we hope we see that this year because I do think it goes a long way. You know? Yeah, I think we're gonna see a lot more of vocal Tatum, anyways. I think uh, going forward, uh, yeah, he's not gonna be you know KG in your face, but I think he's still gonna it's still gonna be a, a, a somewhat different Tatum in, in, in a good way. Yeah. Could could he be the Paul Pierce that Paul Pierce was for all those years? Right. You mean the, the like not not as intense as KG, but you know, still a leader. You know whose team it is, right? Yeah. Also, yeah. also the the other thing I was thinking of too is with this whole uh, workout thing is like, you know, the the Jalen Brown thing can't be underslept, Ben. Like yeah. Jalen Brown's invested in the Celtics. He knows he's not getting traded. He knows he's here to stay. Like that's that's slept on right now. Yeah. He's like, you guys really do love me, huh? Word. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. The highest paid player in the NBA by the Celtics. When has that well, ever happened before? When has that ever plus, happened before? you got to remember too, Sean. Everyone's going to be like, wait, this is the guy? You know what I mean? Like, Jalen's got to kind of have that chip on the shoulder. Like, hey, listen, man, I've been getting better year after year, and this is this is no different. Don't think just because I got all this money now, man. I think, I think no like, in other markets, I think that that would be the, 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 the top track. But I feel like everyone here gets it. Everyone here understands. That this is the way the NBA works, and like this is this is how we needed to do to sign you. And we obviously want Jaden Brown and Jason Tatum. They are the Celtics. They are the Celtics. Jaden Brown and Jason Tatum are the Celtics going forward. So that's what it is. Yeah, that's true. It's up to these guys, man. They gotta they gotta be the ones to uh, to guide everyone, man. You wonder how they do it as a cohesive unit, man. That's gonna be interesting. But no, Marcus. Very interesting. All right. Well, let's take a trip around the NBA. <laughs> let's let's. Uh, <laughs> Let's um, get to Joel's in case you missed it, because uh, there's, a, there's a lot to get into, right? In case you missed it. In case you missed it. In case you missed it. Joel, what did we miss? In case you missed it. I mean, we'd be lying here if we just pretend like it, you know, there hasn't been craziness going on right now and uh, around the association. But um, we're going to start with uh, Kevin Porter Jr., all right, who uh, allegedly um, punched his girlfriend um, there's current WNBA free agent Kaiser Gon Drusic, right? Kaiser Gon Drusic. He was uh, he was arrested earlier this week. Uh, he allegedly um, punched her repeatedly in the face with a closed fist, uh, cutting uh, her above the right eye. Porter also f- forcibly squeezed uh, her neck. There's uh, reports out there that she has a uh, fractured uh, vertebrae in her neck. And that apparently he's been pretty abusive to her in the past. So this isn't like a, uh, you know, first time thing when it comes to Kevin uh, Porter Jr. According to uh, police reports, Porter Jr. didn't stop uh, assaulting his girlfriend until she ran out into a hallway covered in blood. This was in uh, Manhattan. And according to the uh, assistant Manhattan district attorney, Porter has a huge history of uh, abuse, including an incident in which he, he rammed his car into into his girlfriend's, among other things. So he was a. Uh, what do we think about Kevin? I mean, he was arraigned. He was arraigned. Uh, he 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 pled uh pled not guilty to felony assaults and strangulation charges. 
he was out on bail, $75,000 bail. He was also was ordered to stay away. So obviously there's a restraining order put in place. And the NBA now has stepped in. They're, they're uh, doing their investigation. And, and while the NBA is investigating, the Rockets can't conduct their own investigation, even though they put out a statement saying that they're still collecting information about uh, all that's been reported. And um, all of a sudden now they're reportedly trying to trade him. So <laughs> I don't know how that works. That's a wild thing. <laughs> it's really wild, actually. <laughs> That's a wild thing that they thought. Yeah. Like, hey, don't worry, like, we'll just trade him. We'll just trade who, him. We'll pay him. Who is trying to trade for this dude right now? Like, like that's insane for them to even attempt. Like he's due back in court, and uh, you know, on, on the sixteenth of, of October. So, like, uh, I don't know when training camp starts, but that's probably around that time. So, I don't know. I don't know if they're even going to have him report to training camp while they try to trade him. Um. There's also rumors out there that they, they, they that the Rockets could just also waive him, but I mean he just signed a, a, a new like four year extension, so I think they just the Rockets are just trying to get get uh some value back from him. But like Sway just said, like who the hell who's doing who's who's gonna trade for him? Who wants who wants this headache right now? You know who you know who I think would trade the one place that would trade for Kevin Porter, it's probably uh, the Nets with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons for Kevin Porter. That's the only person I could think of we would trade. But, like, the Nets are trying for to get rid of he- – they, they, they've been trying to get rid of headaches over the last, like, you know, couple years, and they're going to bring this dude in? How many yeah. times he's going to have to go to end up going to court or whatnot? And if he is and if he is found guilty, uh, you know, what's the punishment going to be like? Is he going to jail or is the NBA going to suspend him? So you're paying somebody who's not on your, not going to play for you, essentially. No. Well, that's Ben Simmons, anyways. But uh, you know, I mean, because you, you, know, you know the NBA, you know the NBA, they have they have their own policy when it comes <laughs> to domestic violence. We we know this. How are you? How are you trying to find this? Uh, how are you trying to use this as a way to just throw shade at Ben Simmons? Let's be honest. Well, because at least Kevin Porter, <laughs> Kevin Porter won't play because he's going to get suspended forever. He's probably never going to play again, which I think is a good thing, and he shouldn't because he's a fucking asshole. Like, but. Ben Simmons, at least, at least, at least Kevin Porter wants to play basketball. You know what I mean? Like, I think you trade. Yeah, but yeah, trade. but you for, you forget that he might not be able to play because of this. <laughs> not right. Because so he doesn't you want take, to. You take. You yeah. Take the, yeah. You, you take, he's also he's also a fucking hothead. Like clearly. Like, what yeah, the yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's been so many things that have come out since the arrest. There's been so many like other situations that were kind of like swept under the rug, and everyone's just like. Oh, so you're telling me the Rockets have just been fucking like, you know, yeah. keeping this under wraps, and now that the Rockets can't really do anything in terms of, you know, disciplining him behind closed doors, now the NBA stepped in, and it's just like, you know, the NBA is going to do a full investigation, not just with this current case, but like other past shit that I don't know if NBA teams are 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 they supposed to when they suspend a player, do they have to tell the NBA? I don't know. Do you know that answer, Sway? When they like discipline a, a player. Does the NBA have to get catch wind of it? Yeah, they do. Well, they have to. They have to do the thorough investigation first. But yeah, no, because the reason no, the, no, the reason why I'm asking is if like the NBA when they when they're they're obviously in the middle of their investigation, if they find out other things that the Rockets were essentially sweeping under the rug, then the NBA is going to be like, you know, why all of a sudden now this is coming to light where y'all essentially have let him kind of behave this way and y'all really didn't do anything about it yo but here's here's my only thing if you if, so i 1000 percent get that <laughs> you know he made like yo we don't need this shit man I know, right? <laughs> but yo, but but if you're I, if you're, I don't i don't need this shit if you're the uh 76ers or the nets right now right and you're looking to have to pay Ben Simmons $33 million or James Harden $33 million. Like, wouldn't you rather get a guy that could get suspended by the NBA and you don't have to pay that motherfucker versus them paying? No, you still, you still pay them. You just like, you know, it's a certain amount. You're still paying them. It's not like they're No, you don't have to. What if, if, if Kevin Porter Jr. gets fucking suspended by the NBA for life, like, no, I mean, I mean, from the I mean, NBA. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking about like the, like the worst. He's off your cap. He's off your cap. You're saying like the worst, but like again, these are just rumors that the the Rockets are trying to trade him. Like I don't know if that if that's even that's even a possibility because of this because the right. NBA is still trying to investigate. So 
I mean, well, what I'm what I'm what I'm saying, what I'm saying, Joel is like, yo, James Harden has basically said, I'm not playing for the 76ers. You're not going to get any trade value for that dude anyway, so you might as well get a dude that may come off your cap because he's so fucked up. Like, well, I well trade- actually, well, actually, I'm going to get into that with the the James Harden thing, the point that you're bringing up because of this other thing that's been put in place. But yeah, I'll get to that in a sec. When it comes yeah, to like, that. wouldn't wouldn't you be wouldn't you feel much better about if you're the Seventy Sixers to be like, hey, we traded James Harden for this piece of shit, and now we're suspending this dude forever, and we're never going to pay him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but you'd feel yeah. much better about that about just making an example out of. But dude, this dude's the biggest biggest piece of crap in the NBA, man. Like, get this guy out of here, man. Like, I I don't like the fact the fact that. Eh, not that it makes it worse, but like all of the all of the stuff that the NBA has been trying to do to pump up the WNBA and make it a real league and like make sure that they like understand like hey like we're here for you and then you have a guy in your league that's dating somebody and punches him like yo that's not cool that's not cool at all man well that's why that's why the NBA is gonna you know they're gonna. This They're is gonna, gonna ban be, this dude for life. This They're is gonna, gonna be like an ex, like this is gonna be like you know uh, an investigation that's gonna go on. Not not it's not gonna take like a week. It's gonna take some time before they come up with their with their punishment. And again, if he's found guilty in a court of law because he's he's pled not guilty, but if he's he's found guilty, then that can be even worse for him when it comes to like some sort of discipline, right? Just to give you guys an uh, an idea. Of of some of the things that have come out about Porter and his uh his rage, I guess if you want to fucking call it that. Um, I mean this, I mean he just signed a four year you know extension. Um, you know last year he averaged you know nineteen points, you know five rebounds, whatever. But yeah, he's an okay player. So but, but so you know, so look, but, so, but, 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 cool. but listen to this. In in November of twenty twenty, right when he was playing with the Cavaliers, he was arrested after police found a loaded handgun. In his car, right, and after, and it, and it, and the reason why the the police found it because it was he was the car was involved in a crash. The case got dismissed because Porter claimed that he didn't know the gun was there. And, and in 2021, the NBA fined Porter 50 50k for violating the league's COVID 19 um, protocols by visiting a Miami strip club. Right, and then in 2022, the Rockets suspended him for a game after you know then coach uh, Stephen Silas said that. Uh, oh had, man, R.I.P. Steven Silas, man. He had, he had, he's still alive. He had, uh, uh, no, that dude was way over his head. He had a spear. Way over his head. He had no chance there, bro. According to Silas, he, you know, uh, the, he was suspended because of a, uh, quote, spirited debate and lost his temper during, uh, during halftime, uh, of, of a game. That's, you know, and in in kind of in a nutshell. And his, and then I saw something earlier today. It was rumored that he damaged a, a DJ's laptop during a team event two seasons back. Hey, well, wasn't he on a different team before? Yeah, he was on Cleveland before he went to. Yeah, he went yeah, to yeah, yeah. And Cleveland, Cleveland traded him for a bag of fucking balls, bro. They didn't trade him for shit. So, so listen to this, right? According to this, this, uh, this rumor that's out there or, or report about about a, an event, a team event two seasons back. Uh, quote, they were out of the club apparently, and there was a disagreement, I guess, with the DJ in the, in the club. And, and, and Porter Jr. took the laptop of said DJ and smashed it on the floor. Just completely completely destroyed it, started, started tearing the place up, and the Rockets immediately took him out of there. End quote. (laughs) They were like, yo, my man, what are you doing? Like, yo, can't you just, don't you know how to say, yo, can you play something different next time? <laughs> yo, like, like, seriously? Like, you're gonna, and there's gonna be more stuff that's gonna come out. Like, you know, as, as we're recording this, you know, that's, this is. Wait a uh, minute, though. How is he not blackballed, man? Like, Jabari Bird, do you remember that? Like, when those, when the detail of that incident came out, he was blackballed. He was immediately done. Yeah, the I moment, don't understand why we're not seeing a similar thing with you. Uh, the moment he was arraigned, it was like, I mean, but the Celtics were still able to trade him, though. Remember, they they traded him for like second round draft pick or something like that before he yeah, before he was even found yeah that's true. guilty or not. So, but he was done. He was waived after that. It was just like a yeah, I don't know, crazy. 
I think I think that the fact that the Rockets are trying to trade on this, how many contracts in the NBA are garbage, and they're like, hey, we didn't think that this contract was garbage, but now we know. So give us give us a, an NBA player that can play, you know, versus somebody that's that's not gonna like Kevin Porter Jr. is not gonna play. In the NBA for a very long time, I would say five years at least, man. Like, and he'll be thirty at that point. So I don't know, but that's what you get for trading for a troubled star, man. He was he was a top ten draft pick and got traded this the the his rookie year to you for for nothing. What do you expect? Yeah, I don't know. Looking at some of the details of this, uh, you know, latest attack, it's like wow. It's like. No, no. The latest attack that I heard, I mean, he's he's a gar- piece of garbage. Yeah. And the fact that you know what you know, it's also like a, a a thing that I thought was only Elliot Stabler doing, but he <laughs> they make Stabler. the douchebags do the perp walk, bro. Like that's not a that's that's a thing. Yeah. Like I thought it was only Stabler that was like, nah, I'm bringing him out the front," you know? Yeah. Oh, no, as no, for you, no, no, they made, the, no, they made sure that he was there, that he was seen, and in New York, New York don't play around. Yeah, when when they have a douchebag, when they have a piece of shit, they're like, no, this guy's getting seen by every camera. Yeah, they're like, yo, here he is, everyone. Yeah, take yeah. it in, take it in, take the pictures. Um, obviously, that's going to be an ongoing story be- between now and his next court date, and then and and, and so on before um, before the NBA season even starts. So we should see, we will see how how that how that plays out. All right, in case you missed it, uh, the NBA Board of Governors they have approved a new policy. That a team is unable to rest star players in certain games for this upcoming NBA season. So, essentially, we're talking about NBA load management, right? They approved the rule, and they're going to find teams if star players uh, sit during nationally televised games. A defined, quote, star player for this uh, policy is if they have made an all-star team or an all-NBA team in the past three seasons, right? So, and the fines will be as 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 follows for each violation. First violation, the league will fine said team 100K. For mm-hmm. a second violation, the NBA will fine said team uh, 250K. And for a third violation, there will be a 1 million fine and any additional violation is one point two twenty five million all the way up to two point two five million for the fourth and et cetera, et cetera. Um what do we think of this new rule? The NBA can investigate if a player is available and this will trigger, you know, automatically if a star misses a national T V game or or and this also includes in season tournament games. So yeah. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. If a team has uh so so Going forward, two once uh, stars can't miss games like this, important games. But I think they're they're cracking down more on even teams that have you know more than one star. Obviously, uh, i.e. the Celtics, i.e. Uh, the Clippers. That they're always seems like it's you know Paul George and, uh, and 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 Kawhi are always sitting out of games. That that can't happen this season unless they don't get damn and start paying for you know for fines and whatnot. According to uh, to Adam Silver, if you're a healthy player in this league, the exception is that you're going to play. This is an, an acknowledgement that has gone has gone too far a bit, end quote. So he just he just wants he just wants that shit to end. Um, he's not going to shorten the season. Obviously, that's, that was always a the, a talking point of that season's too long. Um, they want players to be fresh for for the playoffs, but you know some of these national televised games or some of the big bigger games, these players these players sit. People that- I think it's bullshit that they just did nationally televised games because. Now that means that no one's playing against Charlotte, no one's playing against Magic, no one's playing against fucking any team that doesn't have national televised games. Yeah, but which you got you got to remember though, you got to remember though the end season tournament. Those those like the reason, at least in my opinion, the reason why this end season tournament is is happening is for these teams that don't get on national TV. They are going to be on national TV regardless of their record. You know what I mean? Yeah, true, true. All right. So it's basically just a way to make their their in season tournament more worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the that was a uh, the main point of the in season tournament. I think is for like the the lower the lower tier teams that never get 
or barely get any any national national TV love, they'll be looked at. Sure. Other leagues do that shit too. I mean, we talked about it, like MLS and all that shit. But it is what it is. You remember a game last year when the Celtics played against the the Bucks? It was like Derek White and like the bench, or not even like the like the third string guys, and everyone else was out. And that was on yeah. that was, and that was on TNT. It was a good game, but like this year, the, the, that can't happen unless again, unless the Celtics don't care about paying fines. You're getting a lot of fines in April. Like April games aren't gonna get better. Yeah, but I remember this game being in like in like February. <laughs> For some reason it was just they decided to have all these guys out that particular game. I think it was a, also a second night of a back to back, so you know, Al Horford obviously didn't play, so I don't know how that's gonna work. Uh obviously there are exceptions though. We're talking about back to backs. Uh if a team contacts the NBA at least a week before a back to back, it can they can seek approval for a star. Who is uh, 35 years old or older, and has either played that or has either played 34,000 regular season minutes. Or... So, going back to what you were you asked about James Harden, who says that he'll sit unless he's traded. I wonder how that affects you know the Sixers with this new rule if they don't trade him prior to the NBA season. Yeah, you're right. He was an All Star last year. You never know. All right. Uh, last but not least, in case you missed it. Uh, USA Basketball failed to make it even to the to the finals. So, and they and they lost the third place game. So they finished fourth. No medal, no bronze, no nothing. And Not now, now you got a bunch of uh, NBA superstars who have won gold in the past, such as LeBron, Anthony Davis, even Jason Tatum. Talking about they want to throw their their, their name in the hat for. For next year, the uh, Olympic, Avengers, huh? yeah, they want to throw their hat in. Even Steph Curry, they want to throw their hat in for for the two, 2024 Paris Games, and and, and guaranteeing that the, uh, the 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 USA basketball will prevail with the gold medal. Um, to to commit now, I don't know. If it's a long NBA season for those that obviously want to go deep into the playoffs. I don't know. What do you guys think about this? How, how do you feel about this? Because you know, there's a I lot. Think, of- I think LeBron James is full of full of shit because I think the thing is that you think that's what it is. Like LeBron, like the one that started it, is like, oh well, it's LeBron is you know. All right, fine. I don't care who don't started know. it, but he may have started it. But the problem is that every year, it always depends on what happens in the NBA season. Like no one's like if Steph Curry is a little hobbled, he's not going to the Olympics. If LeBron, right, it's easy to say LeBron, now, right? That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like I think I think it's kind of. It's kind of weird to kind of commit now. Right. I think it's too early. Um, I mean, is Steve Kerr is he still going to be the coach? I don't know. It's, it's too early. It's too early. And, and Steve Kerr sucks as a coach. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, according to uh, Grant Hill, who is the um, executive uh, director of USA Basketball, he said that this year's World Cup was not a requirement to be considered for the Olympic team uh, next year in Paris. So there's guys. That. Do you remember? Do you remember what it was? What it was? Tatum, Brown, Marcus Smart, and Bam Adebayo. Oh no, Bam didn't even make that team. It was Brooke Lopez. That was that was the the FIBA World Cup in 2019, the last FIBA World Cup. Yes, exactly. And mm-hmm. and they had the same problem. And you had you had rookie T- Jason Tatum leading the way with fucking Chris Middleton, I think, on that. No, wait. Middleton, was Drew Holiday on that team? I forget. There was one, like, Bucks player that was on that team. But, like. I mean, the, 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 the U.S. hasn't done well in, in the FIBA World Cup the last no, several. No, don't give a fuck about the FIBA World Cup, dude, except Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> Come on, man. It's fucked up, dude. No one gives a fuck about the FIBA. <laughs> I mean, Yo, Dennis Schroeder was the happiest I've ever seen him in my life. He, he, so he, had, he had the best tournament. He was the best player in the tournament. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, he got the MVP. <laughs> he literally got and the MVP. Dylan, and Dylan Brooks played the game of his life for that bronze medal. What do you have, 39 points, like seven three-pointers? Jeez. Well, he even went, he even Shea, Shea didn't even fucking play in that bronze medal game. He, he didn't give a fuck. By the way, Dylan that. Brooks in the game before that. Then he get like ejected. I feel like that's the first player. You got ejected in like and a then FIBA Luka, World Cup game to get ejected. Luca and him both got ejected in the same game, and then everyone's like, Yo, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Luca too." I forgot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said, "What are we watching here?" Yeah. 
<laughs> was he like shadow boxing or something afterwards? Or? Yeah, yeah, he was all, he was all up about it. Yeah, no, I, I think there's some there's some truth to what Juju says. I think the players are more interested in in winning, you know, gold at an Olympics than winning in the in the in the FIBA World Cup. But um, this time around, because they finished in fourth, they don't have to qualify for the Olympics. I believe the last time they had to because they finished what like seventh back in 2019. I don't know, but finished seventh. Yeah, with with that with that Tatum. Yeah, man, with with. With Tatum and all like like yeah, that Kim, team was terrible. Kemba Walker, Kemba, it was like yeah, yeah, it was bad. It wasn't it wasn't a good look at all. So, uh, yeah, we shall see. It is what it is. Yeah, that's gonna do it for uh, this edition of uh, In Case You Missed It. Uh, check us out on all social media platforms at Causeway Street. Uh, hit up patreon.com slash Causeway for our Causeway After Hours, and also to hear Sway's one on one podcast. So. Exclusive content all under the Causeway After Hours umbrella. That's patreon.com yes. slash Causeway. Uh, Absolutely, man. Got a, uh, a sit-down with Peyton Pritchard. Uh, I'm going to be doing this weekend, so uh, hopefully get that up by, by next week. Hell yeah. There you go. P, uh, P squared there. So, yeah, look out yeah, for he's that. Yeah, got, he's, got he's got a lot to say about this, about this upcoming season. Oh, I, 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 I imagine he does. I imagine he does. Uh, oh, also, yo, and, you know, we don't. I don't say it often enough, but you know, also peep sway on the uh, Cedric Maxwell podcast and the Guardian Report. You know, we got training camp around the corner, and uh, you know, we're all under the same you know CLNS umbrella here. So those those two those two other podcasts are always a always a good listen. We're all one one fam, one big fam, one happy fam. Like yes, sir. And uh, those are those should be a part of your 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 Celtics podcast, you know, listen. Uh, also with Causeway Street podcast. So, listen to those all of all of us and until next time, well, training camp is slowly approaching and we're all here, we're all here for it, you know. We got in case you missed it and and a look ahead next episode. Looking ahead. Wow. Oh, really? Looking ahead, looking ahead coming back. Are you fucking you previewing it, you know, you're dropping oh. the I'm looking ahead to looking ahead right now, bro. You're looking ahead. <laughs> oh, yo, and, and, and I didn't say it last episode, but yo, yo, shout out to, to you, Dutra, and, 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 and to Sway. Y'all moved over the summer. It was around the same time where, you know, I had my baby girl. So we had, we all had big, important summers, yo. So shout out to you guys as well. Yeah, man. It's a foundation for, uh, it should be a fun season, man, for sure. I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely. Tatum and Brown, let's go. That's all I care about. That's all I don't care about right now. That's what the season's about. No, for real. Like, like that's a good way to put it. It's all about Tatum Brown. Really, what? What are you guys gonna do with this range? And I think that's the first time. Stay tuned. Yeah, I think that's really the first time that it's, it's been about them. Even though it's kind of always been about them over the last few seasons, but like now the focus is really gonna be on them. So, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good look. So, stay tuned for that. Until next time, we are out. Peace. Coming at you. Later, guys.